Do that. I'll go recording. Yay! Now it said recording. I burned my finger getting coffee. Uh, we caught Terry with his coffee down. <laughs> well, let's go ahead and get started so we can sip our coffee and make slurping sounds at us. <laughs> <laughs> Now that's funny. All right, everybody. That is this is the podcast that sounds funny. This is the week of April twenty fifth, two thousand twenty three, season three, show twenty six, episode one twenty nine. Getting up there. Two blind brothers and the blind sister who tell it the way we see it. I am your host, the blind host Keith, and joining with me are Coffee Drinking Terry. And Coffee Drinking Jill. I got some too. I'm all done with my coffee by now. I've even tapped it out before I even start to record it. <laughs> That's how far ahead of game I am. I got but, my uh, own plastic urinal here just in case. Oh, yeah. oh no. <laughs> TMI, TMI. I, I probably have one of those floating around at the house somewhere, but I haven't used it since I left the hospital last year. Uh, I don't have one. <laughs> you just sit on a, you just have a like a cooking pot sitting under your chair. I remember Scoot telling you that story. Scooch over a butt cheek and let it fly. <laughs> what was that, Terry? I remember telling that story before about that, our brother Steve incident in the hospital when he was in the hospital and uh his wife he had to go pee and so they gave him the little urinal and he put it under the covers and he started to go he didn't realize she didn't take the lid off of it yeah <laughs> and it just splattered everywhere huh. and, uh, it's like that kind of reminded me up at Heinz um, my table mate. Uh, <laughs> you don't got to say a name. Just your table mate. Yeah, the lady from the dark side. Like, hey, you want to? Let me get you some more coffee. You know, because I'm blind. You know, a lot of times the, the sighted, low vision people would get your coffee for you if they know you're totally blind. You know, hey, I'll go get you a cup of coffee. So I said, okay, here you go. I gave him my cup, and so he's up there going, "Ah, oh, dang it!" They're like, "What's going on?" He goes, "It took me a time or two Pouring the coffee to realize the lid was still on it. <laughs> oh. It's not going to that little tiny hole very fast. <laughs> Especially when yeah, you have that little slider it. blocking it. <laughs> I get the lid on there. You know, I go up there, I take the lid off, I pour my coffee, put the lid on because as soon as you step away, you might spill it. So that's why yeah. I always have my lid right there. Yeah. You know? Yeah. This, you have to be smarter than the coffee cap. That's all there is to it. <laughs> And so I could tell a funny little story to start with about my OrCam incident. You know, and... Yeah, we'd like to get started with a little bit of what's new, and that sounds like a good thing to tell about. Does anyone have a question? <laughs> and so um, a couple of days after our podcast last week, which happened to be 420, I I... Uh, lost my OrCam. You know, I had it on my glasses, and and uh, I 
went to the bathroom. I came back. I went down the hallway, hung up a dog leash, came back to my desk, and I went to take a picture of my computer screen, and my camera wasn't on my glasses. And I'm like, uh-oh. Now, normally, there's a lanyard it's attached to, and I, the one day I didn't put it around my neck. <laughs> and so Just the one day. I to hop off your glasses. <laughs> trying to find that thing. It was long. It took me three days. Three days. But I, I called. Crawl uh, around uh, the floor, picking up every little thing. What's this? What is it? Another person that's in our blind group, uh, Rhonda. I called her, Rhonda and said. Uh, yeah, she's been hey, on the show before. Is, uh, isn't there a way? Doesn't it have a thing like find my iPhone and she's like, well, yeah, you can download an app and it's on the app and I go, oh, okay. So I downloaded the app or re-downloaded it because I had it before, but, um, and it said to pair it, you know, you pair it. So I was like sitting here going, come on, find it. I was hoping that it would find it, you know, just laying around the house somewhere going from room to room trying to pair it. <laughs> it yeah. It didn't, it didn't work. And so, um, I eventually found it behind my bathroom door by my wife's dresser on the floor. I found it. I woke it up and it was it had 77% battery power. And so then I took it and it said, hold the camera next to your phone, point it up towards the ceiling. And then it just automatically started pairing. Pairing. And I said, complete. And I flicked on the screen that said, find my OrCam. And I said, oh. So I tapped the button and it started beeping. Beep, 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 beep. All right. Success. So that does work. So since then, I was telling Keith on the phone last night, uh, if I get up from my, if I leave it here on my desk, my OrCam, and I get up from my desk and go to the bathroom or go too far away from it, I get a notification on my phone. Did you leave the house? Did you forget your OrCam? Come back and get me. (laughs) (laughs) I love you. Come back. All is forgiven. (laughs) My work is like, sending me messages and stuff it's like well that's good that's good to know like that's funny but I, I was like they did not i don't remember them telling me about an app in chicago i was going to call them today and gripe at them about it yeah if definitely told me about that it could have saved me some headaches and I especially find- those things are expensive so it's like you're going to issue me this expensive piece of equipment as tiny as my little finger and it's so easy to lose. You should know about this app. <laughs> you need to know about right. this. Yeah. Veterans lose stuff. <laughs> when you're blind, you could drop something like he did, and it could be right in front of you. You don't even know it. it there's not much else to that other than that. You know, it's like, you know, but I think there's some more to it, but I haven't played around with it. It went all yeah. in, and I was just like, oh, that's the most important feature that I want to know. <laughs> yeah, really. But that the only thing though is it doesn't it wouldn't work well i don't think if you said uh you hit the button and said you know find my or cam and and it's it's not going to sit there and say oh you left it at mcdonald's you know it's like yeah. your or cam is located i'm still at walmart until somebody finds it if you leave your house you'd have to make sure you have that lanyard around your lanyard neck. Around well lanyard. assuming the, a scenario like you had at mcdonald's and you somehow forgot it like you said before you leave the door you think you forgot something there terry beep beep come and get me it would yeah, probably yeah. do that before you even left the parking lot start telling you hey i'm still inside i'm not with my fries <laughs> yet my happy meal's <laughs> fine 
Oh man, I dipped it in my ketchup. Yeah, because <laughs> it's about the size of a French fry. <laughs> it was that French fry. So, did you have any updates for us? Well, I got a package in the mail yesterday, and I wondered what it was. It was a good-sized box, but it was from one of my daughters. It was an early Mother's Day. She's trying to get me to be more active and walk and stuff, so she sends me. It's a fan that you wear around your neck. Uh-huh. It's rechargeable Use a, with a USB thing, and, and you turn it on, and when you're walking, then it keeps you cool on a hot day. Oh. She sent me some cooling towels. She says you just I don't know if you're supposed to get them wet or you just carry a cooling towel and wipe your sweat. I don't know exactly what you do with a cooling towel. Well, yeah, you just kind of drape it over your neck or over your head and the moisture is like like how your sweat works, it evaporates and it keeps it wicks the heat away from you. Huh. And then so she sometimes got a- sometimes those personal fans will come attached to a little, little spritz bottle because the, the the uh, the movement of the air and the atomized moisture will also is a way to help keep you cool. Oh well, she bought me a water bottle, but it's got a shoulder strap because she goes. I was thinking about blind people. You have your hand uh-huh. on your cane and your other. So you, hand. you got a canteen. You've got a yeah. A towel, so she's wanting me. You got a fan. <laughs> well, next a first aid kit. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Little satellite phone. I'm lost. Come and get me. Yeah, I'm out here somewhere. Help. <laughs> yeah, she's wanting to be me to be more active. And I was like, well, this fan will be going to the Muni and the ball games. And wow. hey, well, remember the whole to that Lieutenant Dan Band concert in Chicago when you and you were there and they gave us those mm-hmm. things we put on our necks as like air conditioning or something. There's a cool I don't thing remember you- that. I'll, I'll take your word like for it. Stock or something, and it's one of those things you you twist it or something, and it it gets cold, and you put it around your neck. It's like, uh, I'll take your word for it. I don't remember. It must have been a different time whenever I wasn't there. <laughs> I thought it was when you went. It, it could have been. I just don't remember it. Um, but um, yeah. So I, I need to be more active too, but I'm still waiting for my foot to get all the way better. I, I actually I, somehow managed to kick a little spot on my shin where I just uh, kicked it against the table or something. But that that one didn't take long. It was just like a week or two, and it's all healed up. I thought they said the one wound on the bottom of my foot was about ready to heal, but that they was talking about this little scrape on my shin. Uh, but I still have a little dinky spot on the bottom of my foot, and a little spot between the big toe and the next toe is still got to little bit to go and i would walk on it more but the robin keeps packing these big old fat puffy bandages around and i can't get any shoes on except for my wound shoe it's like oh poop. Hmm. otherwise i might decide to sneak out sometime and say i'm lost where am i <laughs> a facetime call look familiar <laughs> yeah maybe if you even got it and walked you know with her go to the bowling alley and then out of the bowling alley sometimes yeah. The, the kids have been, I mean, we live close enough. That it's only like a couple blocks away through the bowling alley. So the kids will walk there. Hmm. Uh, I, I, uh, I was talking about uh, uh, that other podcast with James Kennison, you know, the, that story show to you guys yesterday. And did you guys happen to get an email from him yesterday? Yeah, to buy a hat. I didn't <laughs> yeah. check my inbox. I might have. 
And so I was like, I was talking about how he, they haven't put a podcast out in a few weeks and everything, blah, 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 and everything. But and then I, boom, I got an email. Want to buy a hat? <laughs> it's like, oh, okay. Yeah. So he's pushing his hats, but not his podcast. But anyway. Right. Well, I, no, I, I hadn't seen that. He must have did it uh, later in the evening. But I did have a kid swipe my phone for a while yesterday evening. This oh, one, like forty-nine emails yesterday. I was like, "Holy cow, too many." Well, I, I have a, a couple little things. One of them is pretty minor. It just happened this morning or last night, maybe. Our our granddaughter's cat who lives here uh, somehow. Uh, escaped last night he spent the night outdoors i guess he was mm. out tom catting around the neighborhood being the tom cat that he is but this morning i i, I thought he'd already came back because this morning whenever the granddaughter left for school and, and my wife had to take some kids to school and get ready for her own uh, therapy appointment all of a sudden yeah yeah, he's just crying for his cat, Bobby. Cat grandma, he's bad to them. Wow, he, he hadn't done that in a long time. I mean, <laughs> he was just going off about, oh, "Whoa, it's me." Where did my people go? I almost recorded it so I could play it <laughs> the show. Uh, but that was just one minor thing. Another thing is, you know, being teenagers as they are, and things how like our granddaughter sometimes will babysit our. And she'll get money for that. Or they've been working for us at the bowling alley a little bit, and they'll get paid for that. So she spends her money on snacks, you know, little uh, moon pies or whatever, little Debbie's to keep up in her room. And, uh, her, of course, her one brother, extremely notorious about, he just loves to sneak into our kitchen in the middle of the night and get into our supplies and snack on my pies from Thanksgiving and everything. <laughs> well, she's discovering that he has found her stash of snacks. And oh. She was complaining that she just had one of her little Debbie cakes and they're all gone. And so after the discussion in the van about some hiding places, uh, I, I, she and my wife went someplace and I was sitting thinking, I was like, you know, there is a special place that she could hide them that no brother or anybody else <laughs> would have to look. She, if she has an empty Tampax box, <laughs> I was thinking the same thing. put them in there. No guy will touch that. <laughs> and my wife is like, but that's not big enough for her snacks. Like, but then Take buy them more out boxes. Pick box. <laughs> them out of the box boxes. and lay them in there. <laughs> She'll use them eventually, and the more boxes she has, the more stuff she can hide. Forget the box <laughs> pads. The pads. Put the, the pads in the snack box. Put the pads in the snack box, and then when he picks up that, he goes and reach in. What is this? But whether she does that or not, I I don't know. That'll be up to her. No, I said, it's not a big enough box for her. Stuff. Like, Well, she doesn't have to do it. But I guarantee you, there's no guy that's going to touch that. <laughs> the most secret hiding term there is in the house. <laughs> yeah. That's funny. Uh, but anyway, with our what's new out, out of the way, time for some random stuff. Thanks. Thanks. That's uh, more like it. <laughs>
Oh boy, we're gonna spin the wheel. Of random topics. Uh, I think. Let me count here. I think there's six or seven. Six is the chat bot. Let me see if I still have any chat bot stuff here. Um, it's funny chat GPT stuff. Now, the Chris the Wild Moose recorded some stuff when they first came out with the good chat GPT. And uh, there are some things that he uh, wrote down that I haven't read yet. And he asked ChatGPT to write a funny headline about a blind guy. Blind guy wins staring test. <laughs> Is what the GPT AI came back with. I don't get it. What's so funny about a staring contest? Uh, write a funny story about a blind man driving a car. One day, a blind man named Bob decided that he was going to take a road trip across the country. He had always dreamed of traveling and seeing new places, and he figured he could do it just as well as anyone else. Bob got into his car and started driving. Using his other senses to navigate down the road, at first it was a bit of a bumpy ride, as he kept crashing into guardrails and running over small animals. But as he got the hang of it, Bob started to make good progress. He probably had a GPS in his car. <laughs> they would probably do well on the highway, just out of town. It goes on. One day, as Bob was driving down the highway, he came across a police officer who had pulled over a speeding car. The officer walked up to Bob's car and asked him to roll down his window. Sir, do you realize that you are driving blind? The officer asked, incredulous. Yes, officer, Bob replied with a smile. But I've got a great GPS system in my head. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> I told you he had a good GPS. I haven't thought <laughs> that before the punch at the end. Yep. <laughs> the GPS will, will definitely get you on the route. It's just it's up to you to stay between the ditches. <laughs> <laughs> Be zigging and zagging back and forth. Anyway, yeah. there's a couple other uh, chat GPT funny things that Chris the Wild Moose had asked it, but we'll stop with that. Well, now they got cars where if you get too close to the right, it beeps, and go too close to the left, it beeps. So there you go. You could still, you could probably get away with doing it. That character always trying to worry me. Well, anywho, it was... that old man's a suspicious one human I ever knowed in my life long. Yeah, but he ain't the smartest fella I ever seen either. Would now be time to advance to our next segment, which would be news. News. I got a couple of animal stories and a dumb criminal story. I have a story. A a woman. A woman sued Celebrity Cruise Line for her husband's decomposing body. Um, this woman and her husband were on a cruise, and they were down around in the Bahamas area, and her husband had a heart attack and died. And so the ship 
didn't have a working morgue. And so they put his body in a frozen drink cooler, <laughs> which apparently was not enough to you know, keep his body from decomposing. And so uh, by the time they got back to the States, um, he had all swelled up and gassy and everything yeah. and couldn't really do a open casket and everything. So she's suing the cruise line for a million dollars. Wow. Yeah, they killed her husband's body. <laughs> well, you know, yeah. if you think about if you leave stuff even in the fridge at, you know, sub uh, 40 degree Fahrenheit temperatures, it'll still turn fuzzy and green and swell up and pop open a little every Tupperware after a few days. <laughs> mm. uh, I could imagine a body would might do the same. It would need to really freeze it to stop that. If anybody's looking for a job, you can work in London or England. Yeah. The Blackpool Zoo is looking for somebody to dress up as a bird of prey. <laughs> I thought you would say as a bear. They're put on a bird. bird of prey because there's this zoo is a uh, on the coast of England, and there's a lot of seagulls that come along and bother people while they're trying to eat. At the so you have a bars. dude in a big chicken suit, only it's a falcon, walk, walking around. <laughs> fly, go ahead, fly. There you fly. <laughs> so yeah, you would be dressed as a bird of prey, and you would make sure to keep all the seagulls away from the dining areas, and I, the no experience is necessary. <laughs> Why not get an actual bird of prey, like a peregrine falcon, out there? <laughs> that I don't know. <laughs> They'd probably get too fat. I can't eat any more pigeons. Uh. It says you must be friendly to the clientele. Um, Just not the pigeons. Yeah. Energetic and flexible. And I'm not sure why you'd have to be flexible unless you're supposed to do backbends to scare the birds away. Maybe they mean time-wise. Ah, uh, <laughs> flexible. Yeah, that way. You gotta but, bend yeah. over backwards while you're flapping your wings. supposed to call... Or, get a hold of the Blackpool Zoo in England. <laughs> so it's kind of like Fred Bird for the you know St. Louis Cardinals. You got Fred <laughs> Bird out there in England uh, chasing pigeons away. Yeah. yeah. Seagulls. They got and, the, and maybe pigeons too, but this uh, said heaps of yeah. seagulls away because the seagulls come in and bother everybody while they're trying to eat or picnic. And or The seagulls are attracted to food. They're attracted to shiny things. So I would imagine if you, you'd have to have something like a spray bottle of anti-food smelling things to say, get away, leave people alone. Yeah. Otherwise, they're, they're pretty relentless, some seagulls. Yeah, that's true. I don't have the headline on this one, but it comes from Columbia, South Carolina. Conservationists are pushing for the Venus flytrap to be the South Carolina's official carnivorous plant, <laughs> similar to the state bird or the state peanut or the state or They want to have a state carnivorous plant. 
<laughs> so if you are a fan of the Venus flight, uh, they have about five dozen official state items. There's already five other types of plants, uh, flowers, fruits, uh, the peach tree. Uh, they have an official grant. <laughs> and it's not marijuana. <laughs> uh, but uh, honoring the Venus flytrap is not just one more thing students have to remember on a history worksheet. Uh, it's about protecting and increasing awareness of interest in species found uh, only in this spot in the globe. The upper coastline of South Carolina apparently is where this particular Venus flytrap lives at. Uh, I, I didn't know didn't, that. Uh, didn't the Venus flytrap, didn't, didn't the Venus flytrap come from Jupiter? No, I thought it came from Venus. Yeah. <laughs> Venus flytrap, yep. Anyway. Uh, but yeah, it goes on to say how South Carolina is uh, trying to push the paperwork through uh, to elevate this uh, lowly plant to statewide status and so forth and blah, blah, blah. Yeah, the Venus flytrap, official South Carolina omnivorous plant or carnivorous. <laughs> South Carolina, they probably have a lot of flies, so they got to have them. Maybe not a, along the northern coastline because that's, <laughs> that's where these flytraps are at. <laughs> Um, last week, or, you know, we do these bear stories. Well, I have a bear story. Uh, last week, I did one with a bear who was getting into the Easter eggs and eating the candy. Well, this week, we have a bear in British Columbia where a woman filmed this with her camera. But apparently, a sugar-craving bear broke into her car and drank 69 cans of soda. <laughs> Sixty-nine cans of soda on the wall. Sixty-nine cans of soda. Take one down, pass it around. I don't know how he pulled the tab on it, but <laughs> he's got sharp fingernails. He just poked but, it. Uh, <laughs> just bite into it, and uh, and if the car was yeah. warm, he poked it, and we'll go and we'll do lots of kinds of foam everywhere. He probably thought that was fun. <laughs> <laughs> Sharon Rosal said her dog woke her up at 3 a.m. And she looked out and noticed one of her car windows was shattered. So she immediately grabbed her camera and started taking footage of that. She had just a guy out there in a big fur coat. <laughs> I was thinking when I saw the head, I go, how would the person have, why would they have that much soda in their car? Well, she has a vending uh job that she does so she had 72 cans and he popped into 69 cans it was orange crush hmm. and soda and and he was drinking massive amounts of soda and she found out later after she did an inventory <laughs> yeah and he 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 drank 69 cans of orange crush but he gave up after he drank a couple cans of diet soda <laughs> oh yeah, don't blame him for that one. This orange stuff was great, but this other stuff was crap. <laughs> <laughs> so, 
the damage to her car was ripped leather, broken window, and sticky residue everywhere. I would imagine. <laughs> the bear probably spilled more than he drank. One of these cats are funny. What's happening? All the stuff comes out. <laughs> She's always careful not to leave food and stuff, snacks in her car at night. She didn't think that the soda cans would attract the bear's attention. I know he couldn't smell the soda through the cans, she said. Like, well, sometimes you know. soda cans, depends how they're stored, they can have sticky residue on the outside from maybe another can exploded on them or a melted I remember candy. the old commercial on TV when they first came out the Ziploc storage bag where they did stuff like that, you know. They put a piece of steak in it or something and the bear can't shut. smell it. Yeah. <laughs> the bears and dogs or something can't smell. It's like, yeah, but they can see it. <laughs> you know I remember the one the bumblebees, they put them in there and then they shake the bag. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Somebody's like having kind of a buzzer going off. <laughs> okay, that's all that bear story there was. <laughs> Gardening tips. Um, strange things you can put in your garden to help your garden grow. Poop. First, oh. the, a first guy in a, in, a, in a falcon suit. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it keeps the, the first, crows away. <laughs> the first thing is eggshells because it'll keep slugs and other snails to, uh, out of your garden. You oh. peel your eggs and it says wash your eggshells, which sounds like it could be kind of hard to wash an eggshell. Well, rinse them off at least, because I would think that an eggshell would attract things like foxes or weasels or something. Yeah, maybe if with the egg stuff on them still, but it's supposed to keep these creepy crawlers out of your garden. They don't want to crawl across it because they're afraid they'll be sliced up. Whatever. That crazy. <laughs> they don't want to walk on eggshells around your garden. You never know what's going to happen. <laughs> the next thing you should save is wine bottles. You fill them full of water and turn them upside down and put them around your plants, and you don't have to water your garden as often. Uh, but if you have a bunch of wine bottles in your garden, somebody may think you're a wino. How do you empty all them things? Uh, they had to get emptied somehow. Another thing you can keep in your garden is soap. Hmm. What? Soap, bars of soap. You cut up soap and oh. it keeps the deer out of your garden. Oh. But you want to put it just around the edges of your garden because I don't think soap is really good for your plants. Probably not. But yeah, I, I guess it would make a good perimeter around the outside. This next thing is really funny. It says plastic forks. <laughs> Don't know what so you can eat their vegetables is. right there while you're working. <laughs> That's what I was thinking. It says that if you put your plastic forks in with the prong sticking up, it'll keep pets out of your garden. Oh, yeah. I don't know why. My dog would just go over and pull Maybe fork small up and pets that aren't very, very rampant. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah, that one like, like make a little much... landmine full of fork, fork tines poking out. <laughs> ow, 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 ow. 
My poor little pies. Oh. <laughs> I I don't believe that one at all. I don't believe Sounds it. Good. <laughs> Sounds good. Sounds good. No. Yeah, that one about the wine bottles remind me of that country song. I'm gonna hire a wino to decorate <laughs> my home. So you won't have to leave there. Not, won't leave me alone or however the song goes. I forget. <laughs> now this says to put cinnamon in your garden. And I'm assuming what? Just walk around sprinkling your cinnamon shaker? It doesn't really huh. say. Does, does it help if you use butter and, and sugar with it? Oh, yeah, some oatmeal. <laughs> yeah, it has some like toast, <laughs> some toast out there. Yeah, vinegar and newspaper you can put in your garden. Vinegar huh. is supposed to help keep weeds away. And the newspaper, a lot of people put mulch in their garden, and you're supposed to put the newspaper down before you put the mulch, and that will biodegrade. And, hmm. and that's, like I said, supposed to help keep uh, weeds away. Yeah, it probably helps with keeping things from growing up under the mulch, and it probably helps to regulate when the mulch degrades. That newspapers probably eventually will also biodegrade, but at slower pace. Yeah, and that would make sense. It says to use your leftover boiling water from after you boil eggs or vegetables, but don't pour it on your plants while it's still hot and boiling. Supposed to let it cool Uh, down, and then you do want to cook them while they're on the vine. (laughs) conserving water and using that in your in your garden it's still warm it's like a giant cloud is peeing on your garden to water it (laughs) and then plant herbs around your garden different ones that are mosquito repellents and then that'll help keep bugs out of your yard and your garden grow some citronella around it yeah and some peppermint and catnip, it says. Just don't confuse the citronella with like dill. It's like some dill <laughs> pickles. This tastes kind of funny. And you can put coffee grounds in your garden. Mm-hmm. There's Grow abundance of nitrogen in coffee grounds. Yeah, we used to do all the time eggshells and coffee grounds in our, our parents' garden. Grandma's. So that's a bunch of really strange things that I would have never thought about putting in a garden, but it's supposed to help. Helps the soil or helps to keep critters away. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. So anybody, cause it's getting time for gardening. Anybody out there is going to do a garden. That's just some few tips. This time of year, I have to be doing that stuff. Yeah. So if we try some of that, send us an email and let us know. And Jill, we'd be happy to hear from you. Yeah. This one has to do with a dumb criminal. Um, some pictures there. Newport I like dumb News. criminals. <laughs> uh, let's see, Newport News is, I guess, Virginia. Uh, two inmates escape jail using primitive tools to flee their cell, only to be caught a few hours later in a high hop. <laughs> so they broke out of the big house. So we'll get in some pancakes. Yeah, we're hungry. That was a long walk. Let's eat it some must pancakes. have been a Tuesday family night special. <laughs> uh, they, they discovered the two men, ages 47, 37 and 43, were missing uh, after a routine head count. On Monday evening, maybe it was a Tuesday, 
<laughs> the preliminary investigation found tools made from a toothbrush and a metal object, uh, I guess to remove the mortar from the, around the bricks in the wall, and they uh, scaled the wall on the jail. The authorities asked the public's help. Uh, they were taken into custody early Tuesday. Uh, I, I guess their orange suits gave them uh, <laughs> um, But um, it, it goes on to tell a, a bit more uh, about how they found him and about contempt of court violations as one criminal, uh, other one, um, credit card fraud. So it's not like they're like, you know, vicious murderers or rapists, but they just decided to get out of jail for some pancakes, I guess. <laughs> they wouldn't serve pancakes in jail, so they had to break out. But I think that's how they did it in Shawshank Redemption, that movie. They used some kind of tools. To yeah. This were handmade order. tools. Like I said, they just. It was a, rock, hmm? a rock chisel. In yeah. Shawshank Redemption. Yeah. yeah. And then it, they it was put something like that. They used uh, yeah. something to like you know, scrape away the mortar and they removed the bricks and they got out and scaled the wall. Yeah. Anyway, that's, that's called that one. I was actually listening to my flash briefing on my Amazon thing, and they played a clip of The Tonight Show with Jimmy Fallon, who happened to actually play the video clip that goes along with this story. But oh. in, um, where was it again? It was in Alaska. Workers in an Alaska movie theater um, captured photos and videos when a moose wandered into the movie theater and started eating the popcorn. <laughs> and like, I have to do the that Rocky one. and Bullwinkle movie. Wow. He just went to the movies so he had popcorn. That's the whole thing. Kenai's Key, Cinema. Oh, really? Kenai Peninsula? I don't know where that's at. Uh, well, that's I know somebody who's from there, actually. <laughs> well, that's also the name of the movie theater, I think. Oh. Maybe. He wandered in the lobby, rooted around through the trash. <laughs> he was eating popcorn and decided to snack on a McDonald's Happy Meal box. Yeah. <laughs> he knocked over stuff. They recorded him entering the building. Some of the patrons were like totally freaked. Ah! <laughs> He's eating our popcorn. <laughs> They had to try to play a game later. Is and he had a bear with him ricking the soda. They had to play a game later. Is that a milk dud or not? <laughs> <laughs> milk duds or moose trap? Let's see. <laughs> they, uh, <laughs> the employee was laughing behind the counter so hard. They're on their knees laughing. The moose was just eating the popcorn. Yeah. yeah, this white fluffy stuff it sure ain't snow. Wow, good. <laughs> the, the Alaskan wildlife people said that moose usually munch on twigs and berries, and they didn't really think that popcorn or 
a Happy Meal box was healthy for it. <laughs> I'm sure it it's not hurt. on its natural diet. But then again, if somebody drops it out in the woods, hey, you know, you're going to eat whatever. Well, I, I could see them eating corn. I mean, popcorn is just corn. Yeah. Right. Mm. Yeah, it was on the local news, too. They talked about it. I'll take this popcorn in a box of jujubes. All right. How much do I get? <laughs> I don't have another story. Do I get free refills on the soda? I got a bear friend hiding over there. (laughs) Just give me a whole bag of stuff and hang it on my antler. I'll take it to my buddies. Yeah. (laughs) The merry-go-round broke down as we went round and round. Each time twould miss, we'd steal a kiss, and the merry-go-round went. This one could be categorized. Couple days. Um, escaped zebra is captured in Siberia. Uh, so the young zebra walked, galloped, and trotted around the nation's capital until it was tranquilized and brought back to the zoo. And I thought, just like the, the prisoners probably dressed in their orange jumpsuits, he had this zebra walking around in black and white striped. <laughs> escape from the zoo so it could be a dumb criminal but it's also a zebra <laughs> <laughs> uh, the uh, see, zebra now named Ciro has been in the zoo since 2021 has recently been examined by medical people was at a children's the zoo had a, has been investigating how he managed to escape. Uh, it partially destroyed the wooden fence surrounding its enclosure. And the social media was just buzzing with the zebra uh, trotting along lines of cars waiting to get through an intersection, galloping through the streets surrounding commercial buildings. <laughs> so apparently there's a social media of this out there. Hmm. And there was a video attached to this article, but I, didn't, of course, didn't play it. Now, there are no immediate reports of uh, injuries or damage caused by the zebra running loose. We just, we just have, want to have fun. Zebras want to have fun, too. <laughs> I got to escape this place. I just want to sit, check out the city. That's all. He was sightseeing. <laughs> yeah. All these people come and look at me in my cage. I want to see them in their cage. <laughs> Well, that's all I got. If Terry has any bonus ones, or we should move on along. Certainly extraordinary. Okay. That's because the laundry puts a lot of starch in my underwear. Well, I promise I will try hard this week to fight off technical difficulties, and we'll actually let Jill do her weird work section. Because I'm white and nerdy. Just because I'm white and nerdy. All because I'm white and nerdy. 
Well, gee, I hope so. I know that they were going to get I, I, I actually have that segment. It, it, I'm going to tuck it away in my archive folder. I'll, I'll save it for a day whenever something gets munched in the future. <laughs> <laughs> well, since you just had a, a weird uh, animal there, I'm going to start off with the word Z-donk. Yeah. It's like a cross between a zebra and a donkey. Yeah. I I didn't think it was a real word, but it is. And I was like, I know what I know what a gee donk is, but I don't think a Z donk would be the same thing. What's a gee donk? (laughs) It's a snack bar on a navy uh, ship. Oh. Yeah, it was I one of my seven little words. I do puzzles on my phone and that was one of the clues. And I was like, I I know it's like those, those jazz singers who just like bebop. It's just one of those phrases they use. Z-donk, 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 Yep, but anyway, then our first... Z-donk, Z-donk. One of them things from the Super Mario Brothers. Our first actual word, I just thought of that word, but, you know, our first word is vagile. Can you tell us what it means or what? Oh, I thought that one was a word. Well, it is a real word, but this that was just one that was on the top of my mind when but you, you had a story. You don't know what it means, so you're going to tease us, huh? Wow. No, it meant, it meant that the zebra donkey mix is what it is. Oh, is oh, I got it right the first time. Yeah, you got it right. right. Yep, yep. Right, but our, the next word is... Vagile. V-A-G-I-L-E. Zadile. It's whenever you, v, you dial like the telephone. Victory. Hmm? V. It starts with a V. Bad. Wow. There when you have a yeast infection. That, no. Well, that's has... that's whenever you dial the phone with your. <clears throat> <laughs> has You're nothing to if you can do that. Has nothing to do with that part of the body. <laughs> well, it's okay. Virginia, VA for Virginia. You're gonna dial the phone if you live in Virginia. There we go. I'll make it. I'll make it more polite. Or the VA, you're a veteran and you're calling about your benefits. There you go. Make it more nice. This word actually means. They see me mowing my front lawn. I know they're all thinking I'm so wide and dirty. Free to move about. Oh, like a zebra in South yeah. Korea. He was you're the dial. To move about. You're very agile. Yeah. We're now vagile around the cabin. The captain has turned off the no seatbelt sign. <laughs> Our next word is just too white and nerdy. Think I'm just too white and nerdy. Can't you see I'm white and nerdy? Look at me, I'm white and nerdy. Cludge. And I think we had cludge before. Trudge? K-L-U-D-G-E. Cludge. cludge. I have you in my cludges. <laughs> I've got you now. Um, yeah, it sounds familiar. It's a coffee-flavored fudge. Oh, oh, yeah, there we go. That'd be good <laughs> if that was right. <laughs> We're going to make it right. We're going to have a recipe. It'll be on the show notes. <laughs> <laughs> not, not really, but it'll be nice. <laughs> well, clutch actually means... I want to go with the gangsters. They're so far, they all think I'm too wide and dirty. I think I'm just too wide and dirty. 
to use ill-assorted parts to make something. Ah, like a hodgepodge uh, jury rigging, as some people might call it. Or the guy that made the car. One piece at a time. Yeah. It didn't cost him a dime. It's like put together with, with bubble gum and big wire. Yeah. Or like when you play mousetrap, it's all made up of weird stuff. Yeah. Now this next word it says M I E N, but I think it's spelt wrong. I think it should be meme. M I E M. Well, M I E N is mean or or mine. Uh, my end. Um, if, it's, if it's meme like your internet meme that's actually M-E-M-E oh huh well the way this says it's spelled is M-I-E-N Mayan Mian. Mine. 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 if it's, it's your European pronunciation the E would be pronounced so it would be mean not mine I don't know um, hmm. hard German to say. for Mine. Yeah, it's germ for belongs <laughs> to me. Belongs to huh. me. Give it to me. My MySpace page is all totally pimped out. Got people begging for my top eight spaces. Yo, I know pie to a thousand places. Ain't got no grills, but I still wear braces. This word actually see what it, what it means. It makes me think of the emojis. Oh. That's why I was thinking a meme, but I, yeah. I don't know. A person's look or manners, what it means. Well, I, oh, what? yeah. Weird. So a that one had me what? confused. I don't know. That one could be wrong. A person's what? The way they look or their mood. Work or manner. Oh, like, like body language, I guess. Huh? Yeah. Like your demeanor or your, you know, body language. Okay. Your demeanors and her. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Demeanor. Who is meaner, your demeanor or her demeanor? <laughs> Our next word is. I order all of my sandwiches with mayonnaise. I'm a whiz, a minesweeper, I can play for days. Once you see my sweet moves, you're gonna stay amazed. My fingers moving so fast, I'll set the place ablaze. Marmorial. It's M A R. Somebody with a mouthful of marshmallows saying, hey, let's go to the memorial. Marmorial. <laughs> <laughs> E A L is how it is. More, Mar M A R M O R E A L. Mar Memorial. Memorial. Mamo real. It's a real mamo. A real life mamo. It's not a fake mamo. It's a real mamo. <laughs> it's a pasta dish. Yeah, that sounds good. I'll go for that pasta. Memorial. Well, it means killer rap. I haven't run at Pascal while I'm number one. Do vector calculus just for fun. I ain't got a gap, but I got a soldering gun. Made of or linked to marble. So I'm assuming, like, a if you have monument? a lot of marbles in your mouth, I got marble in my mouth. <laughs> marble. <laughs> Our next word is. Happy days is my favorite theme song. I can sure kick your butt in a game of ping pong. I'll ace any trivia quiz you bring on. I'm fluent in JavaScript as well as Klingon. Crackular. Crapular? 
C-R-A-Q. <laughs> oh, okay. Q. Not a P. E-U-U-E-L-U-R-E. Crackular. You are. Crack. You are. The plumber bent over. <laughs> had a spectacular crackular. <laughs> uh, yeah, I was kind of thinking along that line too, but that's a pretty good example. <laughs> well, it does have to do with cracks, but these are cracks on a painting. Fine cracks. Oh, on a painting. Yeah, on a painting. Oh, okay. Like Somebody. when it ages and the, and the paint cracks up on the chips. to crack, yeah. You know, like paint chips on the wall where kids eat the lead paint. Yeah. That's what's wrong with me. Yeah. <laughs> this next word is... Just too white and nerdy. Just too white and nerdy. Can't you see I'm white and nerdy? Look at me, I'm white and nerdy. It's P-R-I-V-Y, privy. P-R-I-V as in Victor? Yes. Yeah, let me... Private and or dark or secret. It's a bathroom. That's what I thought a bathroom also, but I guess it could be because it's I like to roll with the gangsters. Although it's apparent I'm too wide and dirty. Kind of a secret place you go to relieve yourself. Yeah. Because that's what I was expecting, but it said a hidden place. Mm-hmm. Secret a, a, or private. Yeah, dark, hidden, secret. Private place. I mean, you guys kind of got that one right. I'll give you, you that have to, when you use the bathroom, that's a nice place to use when you're going to do that. You yeah. don't want to just let it hang out in the middle of the street or something. But <laughs> Some unless, people you know, do. Unless you're in California, then it's, then it's fine. It can't be a secret place, though, because you want to make sure you know where it's at. <laughs> I'm just too white and nerdy. I think I'm just too white and nerdy. I'm just too white and nerdy. How'd I get so white and nerdy? <laughs> and next word is Blatherskite. Blatherskite? That's like a, a Mark Twain word from 1800s. Blatherskite? It, it's, it's a name you call somebody, but what does it mean exactly? I'm not real sure. <laughs> you bumbling well, moron, something to that effect, you know. Yeah, nonsense. I've been browsing, inspecting X-Men comics. You know I collect them. The pins in my pocket, I must protect them. My ergonomic keyboard never leaves me bored. Shopping online for deals on some writable media. I edit Wikipedia. <laughs> Lather Skype means nonsense. Ah, okay. Yeah, it's one of those 1800s words. Blah, blah, blah. <laughs> yeah, nonsense. <laughs> I agree. Our next word is... I remember rightfully grail really well. I can recite it right now. And have you R-O-T-F-L-O-L. Bill Dung Schrodem. What? <laughs> Bill Dung Schrodem. B-I-L-D-U-N-G-S-C-R-O-M-A-N. Scro-man. Okay. Bill Dung Scro-man. Bill Dung Scro-man. It's somebody's name. <laughs> it's yeah, it's a nonsense word. It's again, it's like one of those jazz things people sing when they're bebopping. <laughs> you go into the word and say Bill just Dunstrom. say that. Bill Dunstrom. <laughs> Bill Dunstrom his guitar. Yeah, there we go. Bill Dunstrom. 
Mm. Well, had a business doing websites while my friends need some code. Who do they call? I do HTML for them all. Even made a homepage for my doll. We're not this even trying to know it. <laughs> and this word is a novel dealing with a person's spiritual formative years. Spiritually formative, formative years. Former form education. I'm sorry. I got that wrong. So it has to do with your <laughs> educational years. Build them, throwing them. Yeah. Okay. Doesn't even sound like it, but whatever. Yeah, I, I don't know. <laughs> hey, these are um really. I, I think you just have like words. like a spin the wheel thing with a made up syllable. Don't put, put this together. Really fool them. Pretty good these words. Next word is lability. Yo, I got myself a fanny pack. They were having a sale down at the gap in my nights with a roll of bubble wrap. Pop, pop, hope no one sees me. L A B. Uh, let me see. L A B I L I T Y. Lability. You're able to do lab experiments in science class. Lab experiments. Lability. I'm able to do labs. <laughs> I think lab has to do with your lips. So you're able to like do that. <laughs> My lab ability is to retrieve ducks. Ducks? Oh yeah, your lab retrieves the ducks. Lab. Lab oh. <laughs> That's lab your lab's ability. Retrieves. Your Labrador retrieves the ducks. <laughs> yeah. This word means a freaking freaky, a nerdy indie, extreme and wider than sour cream. Ability to change, ease of alteration. Oh, alrighty. It just means you can. It's a French word, so that's why the la is there, I guess. La, la ti da. <laughs> oh, that's too Look funny. Look at me change. I'm a beautiful butterfly. <laughs> <laughs> Jill was on the phone with me yesterday when I kept doing that. My wife's I hate that. I hate that sound. I hate it. You need to put it on your text <laughs> message for your ringtone. <laughs> I don't even think I have it on my computer. I have to look it up. I know you got it. <laughs> I can send it. I'll, I'll send it to you and you can put it on your phone. Because I'm white and nerdy. Because I'm white and nerdy. Oh, because I'm white and nerdy. Oh, look how I'm white and nerdy. I'm white and nerdy. Think just too 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 white and nerdy. That's right. George, you need help, and I know just where to get it. Wait here. We don't want him to get lonesome. Or top 20, or top 5, or... <laughs> top 10. Yeah. Okay. We don't want to know if you are arachnophobic. Arachnophobic. <laughs> Yeah, so if you're afraid of spiders, you don't want to see your spider on a can of Bud Light. <laughs> uh, number 10. Huntsman spiders. K 
can live in a community of 150 strong. Huntsman They're, spider. They live in Australia. They have and they hunt for people who fear them. <laughs> they have a leg span of 12 inches. Oh, wow. wow. That's a big spider. It's bigger than a tarantula. Yeah. And it's like b bigger than a dinner plate. <laughs> yeah. I wonder if they're edible. It's not, it's not the largest really. spider, but it's not the largest spider, but it's one of the largest spiders. Mm -hmm. I'm sure they love some bigger. And they love to live behind things. Look out behind you. <laughs> they they fairly easy going and hardly ever bite humans. Hardly ever, huh? Hardly <laughs> ever. <laughs> There's that one time. Uh, number nine. Italian scientists have uh, made super spiders that made silk webs stronger than Kevlar. That's what Spider-Man uses. Yeah. The, the researchers spritzed the spiders with, with water, which contained carbon, carbon nanotubes and graphic flakes. Graphene flakes, I mean, uh, maybe that's like corn flakes. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, okay. the spiders would ingest it just thinking, Oh, it's just water, and they enhance their well to be even stronger, right? Voila, it was stronger <laughs> than steel. And it could have yeah. a man swing from a single thread above the city. He can wrap up his criminals with it. <laughs> Your friendly neighborhood Spider-Man. Number eight. Is your ch Chilean, Chilean spiders. From the Chilean Chile. spider. Chilean South American spiders. That's which, what you put in your chili. Yeah, chili and spiders. Yeah. <laughs> Spider and chili. There's a Finnish Finnish museum, a museum in Finland, <laughs> infested with Chileans, recluse spiders. Oh wow. Finland's not usually where you'd find the infestation of tropical spiders, but <laughs> They like to yeah. travel to apparently like to, somebody they came there as a tourist. Somebody smuggled them in or something. <laughs> they were just on vacation one time. I just want to take a tour of Europe. Decided to stay. <laughs> we like it here. It's so cold. It's not, it's not tropical. Like the ladies who carry them scorpions and snakes in the suitcase, they get back and say, Oh, there's a spider in my bra. And that African snail, snails and stuff. <laughs> and for 50 years, they've been battling this infestation of spiders. Every time they think they can get it all cleaned up, they reappear. <laughs> hmm. um, 
Number Just seven. Spiders seem to have rim sleep and are possibly dreamy. They have a lot of eyes, too, for all that rapid eye movement. <laughs> Their eyes are just uh, jumping. Um, they have rim sleep as the, some other animals. Um, um, so why not spiders? It allows them to jump and hunt down their prey. Oh, well, that's all. So I, I wonder if they had to undergo a sleep study test, like little CPAP thing. <laughs> had little sensors all over their chest. They're sleeping. They're watching the rapid eye movement. <laughs> I thought I got more stuff on that. It was about you know, different animals. It gives them the ability when you have, when animals, <laughs> it, it um, usually is in, animals and people that uh, allows you to be more predatorial, I guess is the word. Hmm. Um, it gives them their spidey senses. <laughs> number six. Um, some spiders don't make sticky webs, but they make webs that snare their prey. Hmm. Is that some the kind of made silk webs, out of? I think, but it's like, you know, sometimes you walk into a spider web with your face and it seems like it's just stuck all over. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's more like, more like a net they're going to drop on their brain instead of something to stick them. The black house spider Hmm. Doesn't produce a sticky web. It's more silk, so they can rack up, wrap up their blah, 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 wrap up their prey like in a little blanket. Like, like let me knit you a blanket, <laughs> little fly. Let me knit you a blanket. <laughs> Do you feel like so cozy she, now? When they wrap them up in a little cocoon, it's like. They're, they're like the, the McDonald's of spiders. You want this to go? What's wrong with that? <laughs> Drop in the bag for you. Uh, number five. Some spiders can trap air bubbles and live underwater. Oh, yeah, I think, I think I've seen that before a documentary or something. Just when you thought it was safe to just wash the spiders down the drain. <laughs> on the rain. <laughs> <laughs> the, they can get the user web and track air bubble and they can survive up to 30 minutes in water. However, some spiders have been known to live up to 24 hours Water. Hmm. But have no fear. Those are located in Australia. <laughs> All you people in Australia are so lucky. <laughs> uh, here's the one I was telling Jill about in this one here. Number four. Um, Toyota 
had to recall hundreds of thousands of cars due to fault due to spiders causing automobile accidents. Hmm. Um, the spider mobile. You thought it was only squirrels. <laughs> back in 2013, Toyota had recalled over 800,000 automobiles due to what they thought was faulty airbags. And what it was those little bags the spiders put their eggs in. Yeah. After investigating um, it, they found cracks in the air conditioning condensers and where spiders like to build their nests in anything they can. And so the spiders had built nests inside the condensers and the webbing would cause it to clog up the system and the condensation would build up and cause extra moisture and drip and short circuits the sensors, which would cause the airbags to deploy. Hmm. And it's like, wow, itty bitty spiders. <laughs> That's like the mousetrap game, isn't it? Oh, yeah. this, One thing leads to another. Yeah. To another. Put <laughs> out comes the airbag. <laughs> Number three. The fastest spider bite in the world was measured at one-tenth of a second. The fast spider bite? The fastest spider bite, you know. So they go, whew, bite you. Huh. I didn't know that was really all that critical to know. <laughs> well, it is, I guess, if you're a fly or something, a mosquito or something. Like a, a snake poised to strike, like a yeah. cobra or something. There's a lot of things that about spiders that scare people. Tarantulas are huge and they're scary. Some people are scared of smaller, faster spiders. Some crawl fast. Some jump high. The Some bark. Yeah, you know, there are barking drop. spiders. <laughs> I would think it'd be like a Venus flytrap. There, the trap jaw spider is huh. has the fastest bite. They they hmm. sit around all day with their mouths open, um, waiting waiting for something. Look at me, I'm just a slack jaw spider with my mouth open. I'm awesome. sitting here waiting for something to fall in. I'm just yawning, yeah. But those spiders are as small as a grain of rice. So you could squish them with your big toe. <laughs> <laughs> Number two. Some some spiders, some spiders uh, have biological equivalent of transition lenses. Oh. Um, Instead of bifocals, if it had operations. Huh? Contact lenses. <laughs> and it tells the name of this kind of spider in a minute, but it's like the some, some of these spiders have 
20 slash 5 vision, where people have 20 20 vision, oh. they can see five times further than we can. Wow. <laughs> yeah, because 20 slash 5 means from 20 feet away, they can see things as clearly as though they were five feet away. Now, the, their name is the, the Rufus Knit Casting Spider. Oh, Rufus be the they, bionic eye. <laughs> got the bionic they, eye. They can cast a membrane over their eyes, which acts have better night vision oh. than owls. So they, they have like a, a six power scope with night starlight vision on it. They can see in the dark, like little, little yeah. spider snipers. <laughs> and give them a sniper. They, right. uh, they can see better than owls and cats. Then in the morning, when the sunlight comes out, it burns it off. And um, then it can see normal again during the day. It's a night hunting spider. <laughs> yeah, I can tell. At night, like Batman. <laughs> Batman, Spider-Man. <laughs> Be very, very quiet. I'm hunting for flies. <laughs> got transition lenses. Uh, number one. Uh, most things arachnophobia should be scared of. Spiders could theoretically devour the whole human race. Theoretically, huh? There's that many. And it says and to cover all, everybody with spiders. Um, scientists have calculated that science, spiders can globally consume 400 and 800 million tons of prey every year. Humans represent 287 million tons of biomass. If by some unnatural means all the spiders' natural food source vanished, the world's spider population would theoretically have the ability to devour all of mankind in well less than a year. Uh, hey, where does the spider spiders. come from? I'm being wrapped up in the blanket. <laughs> wow. Let's keep I feeding them spiders. <laughs> Look at that spider with the magnifying glasses on his face. Wow. <laughs> now I feel all creepy and crawly. Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> It reminds me of that Tom Cruise movie, War of the Worlds, where they, the monsters are like, they suck the blood out of people, like a spider yeah. would. But uh, yeah. that's all that was. All right, thankfully. That for Halloween time. <laughs> yeah, that would make a good Halloween when you have to repeat it. <laughs> that's the idea. Just keep on saying yes. That's true. Well, then that means it's time for our anchor topic already. 
anchor topic this week. Uh, we're going to cycle back around to talk about you know what will be the vest or you know getting initial services uh, for blindness rehab. We also use that for kind of a, a wild card. So has anybody got any wild topics to talk about? Anything blindness? Found the orcam. Found the orcam. Found the orcam just now. Yeah. Now, you already told us how that works before, right? Yeah. How it reads stuff in your environment. Was there anything else you might haven't told us about? about? There may be another device you got that you can explain to people. Yeah. How, how it I works. got a tactile mini guide. Tactile mini guide? I, I think we've talked about that before, but let's do it again. Oh. Well, briefly, yeah. yeah. It's a handheld device, and it, it's it's got two buttons on it. It's got a strap that you can put around the, your wrist, and it's got a, co- a cap that goes on the end of it you know, to cover the sensor. Protective sensor, yeah. Right. And whenever you – my older one, whenever it's on – you could actually put the cap on it and stick it in your pocket while it's still on, and it kind of makes it go in standby mode. The newer one, for some reason, they stopped that feature. When you put the cap on it, it still vibrates, you know, whatever. So it goes it vibrates. Oh, I can't see nothing. <laughs> I can't see nothing at all. And and so it continues to vibrate. I guess to let you know to hit the button and turn it off. But <clears throat> it's a tactile mini guide and it sends out a sonar uh signal in a cone shape like know. a bat yeah and it and it is a sender and receiver and you it has multiple settings uh but you would hold it in front of you or as you walk with your cane you could actually kind of use it without your cane but it's not that advisable because It'll detect objects in your way, but if there's a hole in the sidewalk, it's not going to tell you. <laughs> or right, and it's it's down. best advised to do that if you're already kind of an environment you're somewhat familiar with. Like I said, it right. still detect objects, but it won't detect if things like were, cracks or holes or something. If you were in a building, if you were in a hospital, you know, be, right. you could walk around with it without your cane. So, you know, because you know, other than steps going down, you know, steps going up, it'd tell you, you'd, it'd be vibrating, but then you have to feel around or you don't have to find the object. It just lets you know there's something there. Right. So you can move to the right and go that way when it quits vibrating. When it quits vibrating, that means you can go that direction and you will miss the object, you know. But, you know, you just have to make the determination that you turn it to the left, whichever way. You know, if you're closer to the wall on your right, you'd probably want to go to your left, you know, common sense, you know, uh, but it will. Detect- you have to be aware, for example, if you're going down the hall and you're kind of near to the, the walls on your right, you, you may be picking up a vibration because the cone is feeding back the wall. So you just kind of right. bump your wrist a little bit left, back, right, a little bit left, back, right. You can tell, OK, it's open towards the left. It's not on the right. So that must be the wall it's picking up. You can right. do and it uh, um, it's a it, it will go 
you're going to detect down if you're holding it, depending on where you're holding it, you know, if you're holding it at waist level, it's going to detect things as low as like, say, a fire hydrant, you know, but anything lower, it may not pick it up. The same with overhead objects, you know, it will detect those as well. Um, Little hanging tree branches have, on the sidewalk. Yeah. Right. But it has a range of anywhere from a foot and a half to 25 feet. Is it, 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 it used to be it did it in, in increments of meters, as I recall. Right. Well, that right. It's it's it is it, it's meter. pretty close. A meter is pretty close to a yard, and one yard right. is like one pace per, per right. yard. It's like it's still measured in meters, but to convert it into feet, it's like a foot and a half, and then you have three feet, six feet, nine feet, twelve feet, and twenty-four feet. More or less, you know. If you well, I, I like to think of it in meters because, like I said, like when you watch football, they count off. You got a five yard penalty, one, two, three, four, or five, they step it off. So you can think of every meter as one pace. So if you have it set for uh, two meters, that means the object is two meters in front of you. So you have at least a pace where you reach. Or for, for us, I mean, my, my, well, my cane's. 58 inches long but i mean you know you have like a you know a foot and a half you know you use that like if you're walking uh down the hallway you can actually turn it and have it facing the wall and it's going to be vibrating you know you don't want to sit there the whole time but it's like you're walking along it's vibrating and vibrating then when it stops vibrating it means oh there's an opening here it, it could a be a door or it could be a hallway intersection right and so if you know it's doors, then, oh, well, this door is open. You know, it's the second door down. But if the first door is closed, it's still, you know, if it's got a glass window, it's still going to bounce back as an object. And you wouldn't know if it's a door went there or open or, you know, it'd be closed. So you wouldn't realize it's a door. And, and if somebody door. happens to come out of their office and they're standing in the doorway as you're walking past, it won't, it'll still be buzzing because it'll see them as the object. It'll think the door is closed. <laughs> mm. I've actually done right. that. So, and so uh, it, you know, or like I, I've used it before at a foot and a half or so, um, which is like half a meter or something, where if you're standing in line and it's vibrating, and then when it stops vibrating, it means the person in front of you step forward. So you kind of right. step up a little bit and it starts vibrating. Okay. And you stop and, so on, but and and honestly, that's how I probably have used mine the most when I've used it is on that half half meter one, that foot and a half. Because right. that way you, you can be like in a cafeteria line, at a line at the bank. Like I say, you just let it vibrate and it stops. Okay, I can move up. You know, right. And it has you know. So what you do is to set it. You you power it off. You press the button and it goes off. It quits vibrating. Then you press and hold the button and it'll beep one time and you continuously hold it and then it'll, it, you know, it pulses under your finger and like, and if you wanted a foot and a half, it would be, you count, there'd be the four vibrations, be one, two, three, four, and you let up. And now you're set at a foot and a half, you know? So if you figured, you know, foot and a half is four, then three is like three feet and two is six feet and so on. Yeah, because yeah, whenever you do that, it starts at the farthest distance away and it gets closer. And if right. you just turn it on and let go on the first beep, it'll it'll return to the last setting that you had it. 
So if right. you had it set to the half half meter mark, just press and hold it, let go, and it'll be back on half meter. Right. And I know there's other settings for it that are even higher up beeps and stuff, but I don't remember what they were and I don't want to mess with those. I was trying to get him, uh, my instructor to tell me because I believe there is a setting that, that will enable to where you put the cap on it, it'll quit vibrating. Then, you know, but it's like you got to count so many beeps and it's way up there. It's, you know, stuff to do some of the different functions. But Dude, the basic ones are the first four beeps and stuff. No. Now, I know the, the second button, as I recall, is um, it, it, if you press and hold it, or using it, it does something to the wave. I, I think what it does is, for example, back to my example of you have an open door and someone steps into the door, there's watching you come down the hall without not saying anything. It'll appear to be the door, but because they're softer than the wall, if you press and hold it, it'll somehow diffuse or soften your beam and it'll realize that you have a hard wall and a soft obstacle. It'll give you a slightly different well, they, they, I just wanted to hear what you remembered about because he, I said, not still don't understand. He said it was a gap finder. Now, I don't understand what he meant by a gap finder, and I never, I still don't know how to use that button. So, well, it, it, it's been quite some time since I've been trained on it and yeah. sometimes since I've used it. But again, what, what I think it, you can use it as well as when you have that second button pressed you have in your living room you, let's say you're walking through and you have your recliner on the right and the couch on the left they're both kind of soft targets and so it's right. going to give you a really mushy something there and so if you have that pressed it'll kind of like i said do something to the beam diffuse it or muddle it or something It'll right. be a little more distinct on where that gap is at between the recliner. Right, or maybe it takes it from less of a cone shape to a straighter line. I don't know. I, I don't I recall. Know. It has been a while since I've been training on it. Right. I'd have to, we'd have to look that up, but I don't remember. Yeah, but there's like nothing the, to do it. That's it. I mean, the, you know, and you, I mean, you can use it independently. You can use it with, in your one cane, left hand with your cane and your right. I've used it before with my guide dog, you know. When he ran me into tree branches a couple of times, and I said, I want to start carrying that tactile mini guide in my right cheek. Yeah, because you oh, can have the dog mission your left and the mini guide in the right. Like, okay, let's go back and rework that. And we went back and we went back again. Boom, it, it, after the third time, I said, Okay, something's not right here. She was like, yeah. He ran me into that tree branch three times. I was like, Yeah, and, and to, to the dog's credit, I mean, they're only like knee high and your head is like six feet high. They don't always look up when they should. I mean, they're trained to, but they, they're dogs. They sometimes don't. Yeah. Yeah, so it, 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 you could use it by itself. And again, it's not advisable. It's not foolproof. But if you're really familiar with your environment, like I walk this sidewalk every day. I leave the door. I go down the corner. I cross the street. I catch the subway or whatever. Then you can you you can pretty much walk a straight line, and you're not going to hit any cracks in the sidewalk. You just need it just to make sure you stay centered and not too close to a building, or not too close to a fire hydrant or a parked car or something. And I have one, like I said, I have two of them now because they reissued me one. But I found my older one that I've had. I'm trying to remember when I got it. 
I mean, 2004 was when I was first issued the tactile mini guide. But the one that I was originally issued broke. So I'd say after a year or two, probably in 07, I was reissued the one that I have now. And I've never had to change the battery in it. It's still the same battery from 2007. Yeah, they used to be a pretty high power uh, camera battery then in them. And it stays. Well, it's like the first one I had had a, you know, the the round one, like in a watch battery. But the second one that I have, the one that I have in the, when I was just issued, I haven't opened it to see, but from my recollection, it's like a like a double A battery, but cut in half, but it's still more powerful than 1.5 volts. <laughs> so, right. I don't or or it maybe six. it is one and a half volt, but it may have a lot more amperage to it. You know? I don't know, but it's, they're good batteries. I mean, they're special batteries. You can't just go to any store and buy one well I, I i i've been told they're a special kind of a camera battery and so you, you but you're right if the good thing about the va is they will replace a battery for you if it's a special battery like that if you say oh i need some new double a batteries for my uh, my colorino no they're not going to get you double a batteries you get those <laughs> but things that have a special thing like the this device, they would they will actually reorder your battery for you. So uh, interesting stuff. I think you pretty much hit all the bases on that. I can't think of anything else that it does. And it's, oh well, it, it vibrates, but then I believe it also has a headphone jack too. So if you wanted to actually hear it beep, if, if you want to beep, yeah, you can put a, a headphone or an earbud into you'll it. You'll have enough stuff to listen to with your headphones. Yeah, really. But yeah, it's a handy device that a lot of blind people don't know about. I'm sure very few sighted people are aware that a device like that exists. It's just so, you know, tiny. It's not bulky. Uh, oh, it's, it's, it just fits right yeah, in your It hand. fits right in the palm of your hand. Uh, it's something on par with, say, a roll of quarters or nickels, but it's not round. It's kind of a flattened kind of a shape you know but, it, but if you can think of carrying a roll of quarters or nickels in your hand that's about the bulk of what you would be carrying on your hand so it's, it's pretty easy to handle so we got any emails that's what the police would like to know the gentleman posed a question will you answer the gentleman's question yeah in fact i was just looking for my email what's in the mail for today oh just the usual bunch of crackpot letters what's it say what? Well, isn't that nice? A perfect shot is how this emailer titles their email. Uh, a mathematician, an engineer, and and a physicist are out hunting together. They spot a deer. The physicist calculates the velocity of the deer and the effect of gravity on the bullet he sights in on him but alas he misses the bullet falls short just behind the deer um, and misses but the deer comes to a halt after you know, jumping a few pieces he's still in the sight of the trio right there this is not a real story deers don't do that 
once you shoot the deer is gone, baby. But for the sake of this story, uh, the uh, uh, it's a shame you missed, comma engineer. But uh, with an ordinary gun, one would expect that. I have this special deer hunting uh, uh, jury rigged together from uh, a rifle, a sextant, a compass, a bromber, and a bunch of flashing lights, which don't do anything except for impress onlookers. And he shoots, but alas, it passes about three feet of the deer, which by now has wised up and vanishes for good and not to be seen again, as a good little deer should do. Well, says the physicist, your contraption didn't do any better. What do you mean, says the mathematician? Between the two of you, it averaged out to be a perfect shot. Wah, wah, wah. <laughs> Missed it by three feet behind, three feet ahead. On average, they got, they got it. Here's a footnote. The reason that they knew it was a deer, the physicist observed that it behaved in a deer-like manner, but it must have been a deer. The mathematician <laughs> asked the physicist what it was, thereby comparing the previously solved for his equation. The engineer was in the woods to hunt for a deer. Therefore, it was a deer. <laughs> Sounds very geeky to me. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, mm -hmm. people out there who like math and science, there's a joke for you. Yeah. Not the funniest one. It didn't say who sent it. Thank, Thank God. Yeah. <laughs> I don't want to embarrass a person by reading their name. If they did, they'd find their name on it. The heartstrings of memory strike a tender chord. The door's locked, boss. Break it down, Mike. What's going on? So now it's time for some well, final thoughts, I think. Yeah, final thoughts. Yeah. Why did the stuff become a police officer? It believed in law and order. <laughs> oh, is it my turn? I got one here. Uh, friction is such a bag, but gravity has always been my downfall. I have one. Your, your first story was an animal story. This is a zebra joke. Um, why are zebras not good at playing baseball? Three stripes. Three stripes. <laughs> I got a lot of stripes on the end. Why did the snowman wear sunscreen? He didn't want to get freezer burned. <laughs> <laughs> My wife just called from where she works at the Velcro factory. She tells me she's stuck at work. Factory. 
Why did King Kong climb the Empire State Building? Because he couldn't fit in the elevator. (laughs) (laughs) That would do it. (laughs) Why did the farmer take his cows to the gym? To build up their muscles. They're built up their muscles. Muscles. Oh. I switched all the labels on my wife's. I'm not in trouble yet, but the time is. Time, the spice. Cumin, the spice. <laughs> I'm just so not funny today. <laughs> David, what are you doing to Keith's internet switch? Nothing. Much. Um, if you ever get lost in the corn maze, just follow your ears. Follow your ears. <laughs> Not your nose. Don't get lost in a skunk maze. We follow that nose. <laughs> I got a lot of farmer ones today. What happened when the farmer lost his pig? He tracked her down. Tracked her down. Mm-hmm. Lost his pig. Yep. He, I guess it could be any animal, but it said a pig. He tracked her down. Oh, tractor. Ah, oh, okay. Tractor. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> he wrote on his tractor to track her mm-hmm. down. Over my head. <laughs> um, I've heard that Finland has closed. Now, no one will ever the finish line. <laughs> I really dig earthworms, but I haven't met one yet that didn't have a dirty mouth. Uh oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's a burrow around in that dirt. <laughs> Why are farmers never lonely? They have a lot of bugs. <laughs> I just learned something. You can't take a photo of a woman with a wooden leg. Nope. You really need to use a camera. <laughs> you don't use the leg. <laughs> use camera. Take a photo. <laughs> I don't recommend entering into a wormhole. You might get stuck in the apple. Yeah, the apple. <laughs> and if you do, just reboot. Uh, reboot the apple. <laughs> Why did the pig get sent to his room? He told a dirty joke. Ah. <laughs> Where do you take someone who has been injured in a peekaboo accident? The ICU. <laughs> peekaboo! ICU. What happens if Dwayne Johnson and a pig try to give you a hug? You are stuck between a rock and a large place. <laughs> okay. Why didn't the barber go in the cornfield? 
He was afraid of being stalked. <laughs> yeah. Stalkers. <laughs> How does a husband make sure he remembers his wedding anniversary? Forget it. Just one. <laughs> You'll remember it next time. Yes. <laughs> On Monday, Superman walked into a restaurant. The manager came out and said, Dude, costume night's on Tuesday. <laughs> yeah. I don't have any more, so you two go ahead. Yeah, I better stop there, too. What are the bottom rated candles? Gluteus Waximus. Uh, I thought you was going to go there somehow. <laughs> Bottom rated candle. <laughs> that would do it. <clears throat> Somebody farts in the wax, and there you go. <laughs> <Make that> smell. <laughs> oh, sheesh. Well, it's definitely a good time to stop that fun and hilarity. There's something frightening about it. Frightening and fascinating. That's perfect. Listen. There's been crazy people hanging around the studio all day. This is how we wrap it up. This is your host, Keith, saying, signing out. Thanks for listening. See you next week. While you're out there prowling around the interwebs, make sure you stop by our homepage. Leave us an email on, on our contact page. You can comment on any of the show notes that are there. Uh, if you have your favorite podcatching app, open it up and give us a rating and review. Tell others what you think about us so that they know that they should be following us like everybody else. <laughs> yeah, because we're really funny. <laughs> yeah, we, we, we try. We mean well. Uh, but, hey, that's all we got. Uh, we'll see you next week. That sounds funny. TSF at thatsoundsfunny.com. That sounds funny. Forgot, huh? What was Terry eating? What was Terry yeah, eating? what was Terry eating? What was it last uh, week? Popcorn? No, I didn't crank that up till Saturday. Uh, um, so. I believe I was eating some chocolate Captain Crunch. Ah, okay. So tune in next week to what Terry was eating this week. He might win his <laughs> large grand prize of nothing. <laughs> There's a 90% chance it was popcorn. <laughs> you, you might win a cone barn. Yeah. <laughs>